We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest with Tori D. Simone. I'm your host, Tori D. Simone, and I'm sitting outside right now when I'm recording this. It's actually Friday night, and I'm um, untangling my wires because literally moving from my bedroom to outside, all my wires got tangled, but it's fine. Um, but I'm sitting outside, and I'm realizing that the cushion I'm sitting on is wet. So that is super not fun for me, but it's fine. Um, I don't even know why it's wet because it has not rained. Well, I guess it's just really humid out. Um, the middle of July down at the Jersey Shore. I guess you're just going to get humidity everywhere. And that's what we're dealing with today. So that's fun for me. Just keep me in your thoughts by the end of this episode. <laughs> anyway, hi guys. I hope you guys are having a great Monday. Like I said um, a second ago, it's a Friday night when I'm recording this. It's 9.15 on a Friday night and this is like the only way I want to spend my Friday night. I've just been going, going, going with my planners. Um, I started a Instagram for my planners. It's at the manif- manifest planner. What is it? At? I don't even know what it is. I think it's just like the manifest planner co. And then I'm going to change it just to the manifest planner because every time I kept making an account, it said that it was like a flagged account. So I had to make three different accounts until finally they didn't, it didn't flag one of them. So it's a manifest planner co company. Um, but it's going to eventually change, but you can search the manifest planner and it'll show up, but I've just been working, working, working on my planners to get them released by August 1st. Um, don't worry. I'm going to do an entire episode about it. I have a ton of questions coming my way. So I'm going to post a Q and a on my Instagram and on the manifest Instagram. So go be sure to follow that. So you guys can know when it's going to launch. Um, I'm so excited. I've gotten so many like amazing messages. So yeah, I'll do a whole episode on that. But anyway, the whole point of that is I've been working at it 
And now it's a Friday night and I'm just doing the podcast now and it's heavenly to do it on a Friday night um, up on the rooftop and I'm just loving it. It's such a vibe. The only thing that would make it better is if this cushion wasn't wet. Oh, whatever. So um, today's episode is all about reading and how I got back into reading, my suggestions of what to read, a reading routine, like all the things that come with reading. And I'll get into it in this episode. I just spent the last like 30 minutes like writing out this whole episode. So I have a lot to say and I am just beyond excited to talk about everything books and everything reading and all that sort of jazz. Before I get into the thick of this episode, I just want to give a shout out to some girlies that are my favorite people to one, get book recs from, but also where I get inspiration from to begin reading again and then keep me reading. I feel like reading was a lost art for a while. I don't know for everyone, but like for me, especially from like 2012 till like 2019 I was just like what is reading people still read and then in 2019 I saw Katie Bellotti post that she would always read and I'm like she reads like that is cool girl behavior because no one was reading you know once like social media really picked up like I feel like it was Instagram because pre-Instagram I was in eighth grade before Instagram and I would read a lot of books and I'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. And then once Instagram started, that's when I started my YouTube. It was Instagram. It was Facebook. Like that's when like social media started taking off for me. And I feel like that's when I just totally stopped reading altogether and honestly forgot about it. And then Katie would post that she was reading and I'm like, that is cool. And I wish I would read more. So then I started reading whatever Katie would post because I never knew what to read. And I feel like that's so many people. Well, maybe not now because like book TikTok is a thing. And I feel like reading is very trendy right now, which is a great thing to be trendy. I hope it stays like this forever. Um, But in 2019, I was like, I actually have no idea where to start and what to read. So whatever Katie would post, I would read it. And most of the time, I really liked everything that she posted. So that was really fun. And also, I'm someone that likes comfort. And what I mean by that is I will watch How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days every day of the rest of my life because I know the movie. It's very comforting to me. Like the reason that I love Housewives is because it's such a comforting thing for me. I'm just, I'm someone that I like what I like. You know what I mean? And like I stick with that. So go, the thought of like going to Barnes and Noble and buying a book I've never heard of before is honestly kind of scary to me. I've done that a couple of times. And one of the times that I did it, it was with the book called um, A Good Neighborhood. And I didn't love the book. I didn't hate the book. It was just like a so-so book. I finished it just because I was like, I bought it. I'm going to finish it. And that was like the first not the first, but like the last time that I was like, okay, that's the last time I'm just picking out a book at random based on like the cover. Um, so yeah, it was fine. Um, anyway, not the point. The point is whatever Katie would post, I would buy because it was comforting and it was something that someone else read and that she liked it. So I was like, I'll probably like it. So a lot of the books I'm going to talk about in the beginning were definitely Rex from Katie. So big shout out to Katie Blotty. She's amazing. And, um, the girly that really got me back into reading. Um, a couple other people I want to give um, shout outs to Brooke Michio, 
Um, one of my good friends, she is so great. We'll post a lot of great book recs on there. And I feel like her and I have very similar um, takes on books, which is nice to kind of get like someone's reading style and to agree with it. So I like Brooke's book recs a lot. That was kind of a tongue twister. Um, Kenzie Elizabeth, another one that honestly almost goes without saying because she is like queen of book recs. She is the best. Um, she just made a Instagram account in Instagram account. Um, I think it's at KE book recs and it's really, really great. She reads a ton and it's nice hearing her thoughts on books. I don't know if I've ever liked saw her review a book and was like, I need to go read it, but I add a lot to the, my Goodreads want to reads. I don't keep up with my Goodreads whatsoever. Like it says that I've that I'm reading a book that I finished like long ago. I really just kind of use it for like books that I want to read or I honestly use my Kindle as books that I want to read and I just put them on my Kindle as samples. I'll get into that later. But anyway, um, Kenzie, I get a lot of ideas from her of books that I want to read in the future. She also reads so much that she reads books that aren't necessarily like trending at the moment. So it's a really good way to kind of get off the quote unquote beaten path of books and discover other books that might lead you down the rabbit hole of other genres that you like too. So I really like her book racks and, um, I like her reading ethic and her routine with reading and stuff like that. She's really, really great. I would totally recommend to follow Kenzie and her book Instagram. And the last two people that I want to give a shout out to are The Morning Toast, Jackie and Claudia. First of all, I'm just obsessed with The Toast right now anyway. Um, but Jackie is has remained constant in her love of reading, which is always really nice to see someone just very stable in it. And I think she has a really great variety of books that she recommends. Like she will read... Um, memoirs, thrillers, romance novels, historic books, really good, a variety of stuff. And it's different than I feel like what we see a lot of, which is just like the thrillers and the romance books. Um, and then Claudia, on the other hand, is very, her and I are very different, but very similar. Like she says all the time that she loves like very smutty novels. For me, I feel like smut is so cringe that like when it gets smutty at all in a book, I literally just glimpse over. It. I'm like, I can get the gist of what happens here. I just find it really, really cr cringe, but like she loves it. But other than that, the storylines I tend to really like, um, except Colleen Hoover, which I'll get into later, but I'm just not the biggest Coho fan, but I feel like Claudia and I have pretty similar styles, yet different. I don't know. I like her book recs. Um, and I've also never followed a Redheads book rec, which is Jackie's podcast. Um, I know one of the books that I really like was a Redheads book. Um, and yeah, I've never like followed along with it though. So I think maybe for August I will. Um, the thing with the Redheads though is that because it's four girls. They always want to do a book that they've never read before. So it's normally something that's like new or off the beaten path. And like I said, I like, com I like comfort. So the thought of that is like kind of bizarre to me, but one of my favorite books ever was from a book that was off the beaten path. So it always plays out in the end. But anyway, those are the people I want to give a shout out to. If you guys want to get into reading, I recommend following those five people, Katie Blatty, Brooke Michio, Kenzie Elizabeth, Jackie Oshry, and Claudia Oshry. If you're going to follow one person out of all those, I'd recommend Kenzie. She has a really, really great book podcast with book recs, and she, in my eyes, is like queen of reading. 
So that is who I recommend. So um, let's kind of get back into my story of how I used to read, why I stopped, and then how I started back up again and the routine that I've gotten in and tips for you guys to get into a reading routine if you want to start one and some books that I really recommend. A lot of them you've probably heard, but a couple you probably haven't. And I'm excited to talk about books. I think it's really fun. I could talk about them forever. So it'll be a fun episode. I'm really looking forward to it. So back in the day, back in the day, I'm saying like childhood. I was a really, really, really big reader. Um, my family, what, when I say family, I'm thinking more of like my grandma and grandpa. They were big readers and they still are really big readers. Um, I think it's like a generational thing, but it's really, really cute. They were always reading books. My mom was always reading mystery books. So I was always reading and I really loved reading. One of my favorite memories was reading the Beacon Street books in elementary school and staying up like really late to finish them. And I'd have my book light on and I'd be reading the book. And I'm like, this is so good. I'm, I literally remember finishing a book one night. I was in probably like fourth grade. I finished a book and I like closed it and I was like, this is the best book series ever. And then I went on my shelf, I put that book back and then I got the next book out in the series and I opened it up. It was like 1130 at night. It was like so wild for me to do in fourth grade. And I was just loving it. Like that is one of my favorite memories ever. It's such a nostalgic feeling and I remember the Beacon Street girls had like a website and like oh that was just like the coolest book series ever and I would love to read it again just for like the nostalgic purposes of it but that's one of my best memories Um, another one of my favorite memories is reading Twilight this was when I was in fifth grade so two years later and I redid no when I read Beacon Street like probably third or fourth grade and then Twilight was in fifth grade but I redid my room sometime in between that time frame And my room at this point with when I was reading Twilight was hot pink. So I had hot pink walls. I even painted my ceiling pink, not a hot pink. That would be crazy. Like a light pink, duh, light pink. And I have this cute little border around my room. Um, You actually might be able to see it in my old, old, old YouTube videos, but I have this like wallpaper border along like the top of my walls where my ceiling and walls meet. Um, And it was like, a shopping bag, high heels, lip gloss, lipstick, and like um, a bag and like a cell phone. And I used to write like on my wall, like on the cell phone, like TTYL and like BRB and like cute stuff like that. Um, Anyway, that was the room that I had. And I had this hot pink chair in this room and I would just read Twilight. And that was like the best. And reading Twilight in fifth grade was like such an experience. I learned so much, but the feeling of that was just amazing. Like sitting in this hopping chair, reading Twilight, it was probably January. So it was like very cold outside. I was wearing like jeggings were like big then. And I was wearing a cute little air pastel shirt and my mom was cooking dinner downstairs. And it was just like so amazing and so nostalgic. Like that is such a nostalgic feeling. And I just loved it. Like that was like my thing. Like I was probably, honestly, this is probably what I did after school. I came home, probably ate like Cheez-Its because I loved when my mom got the white cheddar Cheez-Its. And then I would watch, I don't know, some show with my mom. I don't know what it was. And then I'd go upstairs, read Twilight, okay? And then go downstairs, eat dinner with my family and watch American Idol. The best, like literally the best. Nothing compares to that. Those were like some of my most fond memories. Just reading, growing up was just, oh my God, it's amazing.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. What I love about Indeed is that whenever I'm looking for a candidate, I put it out on Indeed and instantly I get matched with exactly what I'm looking for. So I don't really have to waste time like scrolling through resumes or anything like that to make sure that they're what I'm looking for. Every resume that I do look for has exactly the qualifications that I need. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning your preferences. So the more that you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash manifest. Just go to Indeed.com slash manifest right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash manifest. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the new year, I really want to make sure that sauning is a big part of my wellness routine, and that is where I'm thrilled to bring in Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Founded on science and inspired by nature, all Bond Charge products adapt ancestral ways of living in our modern-day world. Their extensive range of premium wellness products help you sleep better, perform better, and have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list really is endless. So from blue light glasses, starlight therapy, to EMF management, and circadian-friendly lighting, Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly with maximum impact. One of my favorite products from Bond Charge is their infrared sauna blanket. I loved sauning and I have for a really long time, but the problem is I always have to go to the gym. And a lot of times I want to sauna at night when I'm cozy at home. I just don't want to leave. That's why using the infrared sauna blanket at home has been so amazing. This is a really great way to ease stress and unwind at the end of the day. It's also really good to detoxify and it promotes um, lower inflammation in the body, which is really, really huge. What's also really cool is that because this is a blanket, your head is out of it. So it's honestly, I find it's easier to stay in this longer. And because my head is out of it, I'm able to like read a little bit longer and my body still gets all the good benefits that I get while being in the sauna blanket. It's really easy to set up and it's also really easy to clean. It takes less than a minute to set up. It heats up really quickly and I can enjoy like a 30, 40 minute session in the sauna blanket while I'm relaxing, reading, watching TV, meditating. While if I'm in the sauna, I can really only stay in it for like 15 minutes because it gets so hot and uncomfortable, but because my head's out, I'm able to stay in it longer, but I still get all the benefits of it. I just feel so much more relaxed after my sessions. I just feel really, really good. And I just love ending my night with a sauna. Bond Charge ships worldwide in 
rapid time. They have free shipping on every sauna blanket. They also have easy returns and exchanges, and they have a 12-month warranty. If you're interested, go to bondcharge.com manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15%. That's B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E.com slash manifest and use coupon code manifest to save 15% off on your purchase. That's bondcharge.com slash manifest. Then when I got a little older, like 12, 13, 14, that was when the summer I turned pretty came out. Okay. When I tell you that book series shaped me into who I am today, you guys like you don't even know me and my best friend Hannah were obsessed, obsessed with the summer I turned pretty. And you guys can imagine my excitement when this um, when it became a show. Now, honestly, if I watched this, sh- this is a tangent, but if I watched the show without the books first, I think I would have liked the show so much more. But because I was so into the books, the show is so different than the books that it almost feels like I'm watching two different things. But besides the point, um, I loved the Summer I Turned Pretty series. That was just really, really fun because me and my best friend Hannah were so into it. Like we both had um, crushes on these two boys at school and we named one Jeremiah and the other was Conrad. And I remember there was one year in ninth grade when I had um, the guy that was Jeremiah. His name wasn't actually Jeremiah. His name was something else. But quote unquote, Jeremiah was in my class. And then there was this other kid in my class and his name was actually Jeremiah. And um it was so funny because the kid that we called Jeremiah, that wasn't actually Jeremiah, I accidentally called him Jeremiah to his face like so many times because I only remember him. Like I rebranded him in my mind as Jeremiah and I rebranded the guy that was Conrad in my mind to Conrad. Like that's how into the series I was. Um, Jennifer Han ha- also had a, I hope I even said that right. I know that's her name, but for some reason I'm like, are you sure that's our name, Tori? Let me just summer I turned pretty Jenny Han yeah yeah same thing yeah yeah. I don't know why for a second I was like oh my god is that yeah I know it was her name um Jenny Han she had a Facebook group and um me and my friend Hannah joined it and I remember in the Facebook group she was teasing the third book it wasn't out yet she's like it's coming it's coming it's coming we're like oh my god and I messaged her and I was like me and my best friend love your books like it's the best series ever we love Conrad we love Jeremiah like all this sort of stuff like we love belly we love we love the whole series and she wrote me back and she was like thank you like I'm so excited for you to see the third book and like she was just awesome so like that was really really cool just like talk to the author when I was younger so reading was so fun for me and then don't even get me started when I was in 10th grade and I was reading after okay on Wattpad that you want to talk about the birds and the bees talk read after so yeah reading has always been something that I've really been into and I've been very it's so nostalgic for me and I've been saying that word a lot because it's like the best way to describe it but it's just something that is fun for me and it's something that is a great way to take my mind off whatever is going on and just like actually disconnect. I feel like nowadays it's harder than ever to truly disconnect from social media or the world or our thoughts or whatever it might be and reading gives you no other choice than to actually disconnect. Like you can't read a book and think about something else that's bothering you. You just, you can't. And it's also a really great way to practice phone separation. And I know how stupid that sounds, but I feel like so many of us 
experience that where, you know, if we don't have our phones with us for an hour, we're like, oh my God, like, what have I missed? Not even like on social media, but like with texts or emails or whatever. It's like, oh my God, what have I missed? We're so dependent on our phones that replacing the act of being dependent on our phones with something productive and creative, like reading has been really, really great for me. And I'm just so happy that I've like fallen back into the rhythm and the routine of reading. So anyway, um, kind of back to my timeline. So that was like my whole reading growing up. And then once I started with YouTube and social media, I really fell off the reading, the weeding, reading wagon. I said weeding wagon. That doesn't make any sense. Reading wagon. Um, my grandpa growing up always told me to read and to do puzzles and to, you know, keep my brain really strong and to strengthen it. And he's always told me to use my brain and that a screen would mush my brain. And now I feel like I spend way too much time on a screen and I'm just not challenging my brain enough. So reading for me is one, a really great way to get away from a screen. And two, because like I said, it's great distraction to not think about literally anything else because you honestly can. So my reading revival started in 2019. And like anything, this has its peaks and valleys. So I'm not going to sit here today and be like, I read every single day. Like I don't. Um, I wish I did, but I don't. And it's honestly like a muscle that you have to work. You have to find time to read. And I think that's a lot of people's struggles is like, oh, I just don't have the time to read. But you have time to scroll on your phone. You have time to like when you decompress after a long day, like reading is a great way to decompress, even though it still uses your mind. It's a mindless way to use your mind while strengthening your mind, if that makes any sense. Um, so you definitely have time to read in the day if you just replace the mindless scrolling with reading. Um, this is obviously also just for like people without kids because I always feel like we're, I'm 24 now, which is crazy because I feel like I'm like at the age where people my age are planning to have families and like they have kids and stuff. I can't really imagine that right now. But um, I definitely want to say that like this for people that don't have kids, because if you're a mom and you read, you are superwoman, um, drop in tips. People would love to know. So I'm just really thinking for people that are like me that don't have kids and tend to mindlessly scroll, have jobs, stuff like that, um, have social life, maybe in relationships, whatever, stuff like that. Um, so where was I going? Oh, yeah. I was saying that I don't read every day, but I would love to. It's just something that you need to strengthen. Like it's like a muscle that you have to spend time to work out and find time to strengthen it. Um, sometimes reading can feel like a chore, especially after a long day. Like I get it. Like after a long day, if your brain is like fried and you just want to like relax, reading is probably not what you want to do. But if you get in the habit of doing that, it's going to feel really amazing. And I'll also get into um, talking about a routine. A one reading can be really beneficial for you too in a couple of minutes. So anyway, um, while just like anything else in life, my reading routines and reading frequencies have their peaks and valleys, um, it's remained pretty constant nonetheless of avidly always having a book to read and reading in downtime. Um, so this started in 2019 with Where the Crawdads Sing. Katie Bellotti posted it. And I also saw Reese's Book Club wrote about um, this book. And I also recommend Reese's Book Club. There's only been one book in the book club that I wasn't like crazy about. It was a good book. It was The Paper Palace. It was good. But I just wasn't like crazy about it. Um, but anyway, Where the Crawdads Sing was the book that really started the kick for me. And I think it's really fitting that now the movie's out. I can't wait to go see the movie and with the Taylor Swift soundtrack to it. I'm just like so excited. Um, but that book, I won't lie, took me a while to get through. It was pretty slow until like 60% of the book. 
And then once I hit the end, like I was hooked on reading and I was like, what else can I get? Um, so like I said, that was a recommendation from Katie Pilati. And I'm like so glad because that like really started it. Pre-COVID, like end of 2019, early 2020, before COVID, I had a really, really great routine because I was in my household era, honestly. And that included reading a lot of books. So what I used to do is I would wake up at 4 a.m. I would read for 30 minutes to an hour. I would journal and then I would go to the gym. And those mornings I look back on and they are some of my fondest memories. The peace in the mornings of waking up, reading a book, journaling, putting on the lumineers, and then driving to a workout and being done all of this by 7 a.m. was like the most incredible feeling. I reflect on this time a lot and I really wish I was still doing that. And I mean, there's no reason I can't. I think I will. Like who says I can't? I limit myself because I'm like, well, I'm not in my hustle culture anymore. But like I can always be not in my hustle culture, but still wake up before I am to read. Anyway, in that time, I read a lot of books and a lot of those books really heavily influenced my life. I think part of that is because it was really early morning and I was on a mission to be productive, but also because that time in the morning was so sacred to me. Um, one of the books that I read that was really transformative to me was You, Me, and the Sea by Meg Donahue, and it took place in a coastal town. And it was in that moment when I was reading that book that I felt so at peace and I felt such um, a longing to be by the water. And I just needed to be by the water when I was reading that book. And while I was reading that, I was like, I just know I want to be by the water and I need any way for that to happen. And I kept that in the back of my mind. And then a few days later, I was at Stride and we were doing a charity event. And my friend and employee, Rachel, came up to me and she was like, you need to have a spin studio at the beach. And that's when Stride CIL started. And now here I am, literally three years later, recording this very episode, talking about reading, um, about this one book that started everything for me that made me want to have a spin studio at the beach, wanting to be by water. And here I am recording this episode at this beach house that I did not have at the time right by the water where I can look out and see the bay and look the other way and see the ocean. I can hear waters. I'm recording this. Um, it's just so special and so crazy. And had I not read that book, I don't know if I would be here right now. And that is a crazy thought and rabbit hole to go down. But what I'm getting at is that books can be incredibly influential and you really are only one book away from a life-changing decision. And look, it's not even like this book was like a self-help motivational book. It's literally a fiction book that was honestly kind of weird. <laughs> it was. It was like a love story with like an adopted brother. Like, I don't know. It was like kind of weird, kind of weird. But the setting of it, I loved. And also coming right off from Where the Crawdads Sing, I read Where the Crawdads Sing right into You, Me, and the Sea. And reading those two coastal books back to back, I was just like, I just need to be by water. And that feeling brings me back to that nostalgic feeling when I'm sitting in my pink chair reading Twilight. And that is an amazing feeling. So while we're on this topic, let's talk about the routines of reading. I find that my favorite time of day to read is in the morning. Sometimes getting up early, like like what I said earlier, how I used to wake up at 4 a.m. to read for like 30 minutes to an hour. Sometimes waking up early in the morning can seem I don't know, like a waste almost and kind of feel stupid, especially if you're waking up early for it. 
And when your alarm goes off, it's so easy to just blow it off and be like, I don't feel like reading a book right now. Like I'm really tired. I'm just going to stay in bed. But it really does start your day the best way. So what I recommend is to go to sleep with all of your windows open so that by the time the sun starts to rise, um, you're naturally woken up slightly um, by the morning light. I think that really, really helps. If you can't have morning light, um, getting like a hatch alarm or something that can simulate a sunrise. Um, another way is to wake up to like a happy song rather than that horrible ringtone. And as soon as you wake up, turning on a light so that you can like signal to your brain that like you're going to wake up and start your day and then getting out of bed to read is also a good tip. I don't always do that. A lot of times I'll stay in bed, but there are some mornings where I'm like, if I stay in bed and just read, like I will fall back asleep. So it's those mornings where I'll either like come out onto the roof deck or I'll just go outside or I'll go downstairs to the couch or I'll just move. You know what I mean? Um, So turning on a lamp helps so much when it comes to waking up and reading, but it really does just start your day in the best way possible. It also leaves you thinking about the book all day long. And then when you have downtime, you can read your book instead of mindlessly scroll on Instagram. I find that the days that I wake up and read, my screen time on my phone is way, 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 way less down. Um, Some people don't want to read like fiction books first thing in the morning and they want to read self-help books, motivation books. I think that's a great thing to do in the morning too. I'll read either. It just depends really on my mood. Um, But I love starting the days by reading. I will also read before I go to bed um, if I don't want to wa- like I like to fall asleep watching like the morning toast honestly but if I'm like not in the mood to watch it or if they didn't put out an episode like I'll read um, as I fall asleep but when I read to go to sleep I literally only get through like three to five pages and my eyes are literally closing um, it's like better than NyQuil it's better than melatonin it's better than any sort of sleep medicine you could possibly take reading before you go to bed will make you so tired and that's also why I really envy Kenzie because she always says that she reads before she goes to bed and she'll read an entire book in one sitting at night and I honest to God don't know how she does that because I could not keep my eyes open I'm also kind of a slow reader like I wish I was faster at it but I just find that it takes me a while to get through books well, not a while, but just not like in, I'm not a one sitting kind of girl. I wish I was one day I'll get there. Um, so it normally takes me like a couple of sittings. I like to get to about like 20 to 33, 35% each time I read. So, um, you know, that can take me up to like five, like three to five days to read a book. And I think that's a great time. Um, but anyway, what I was saying was, I envy Kenzie who can read an entire book in a night because I can barely make it to five pages without falling asleep. So, and you know, maybe some people get more amped up at night when they read and that might be you, but I personally recommend to read in the morning because then that also will set off your whole day with wanting to read um, throughout the day instead of mindlessly scroll. Um, another, another time that I really like to read is when I don't want to watch what is on TV. And what I mean by this is, um, like when my boyfriend comes home from work, he likes to really decompress and just put on shows that he likes. And I've typically been home like all day and I have like shows on in the background, like while I work and stuff. So I don't always want to tell him to like change the channel or something. So rather than me and him, like both watch a show that like we're both like half into, um, I'll just let Like he can just watch whatever he wants or like play video games or something and I'll read a book. And that way, like he's happy because he's watching what he wants. And like, I'm happy because I'm reading a book that I want. 
And I used to hate reading when there was even just an ounce of noise. I'm like, literally, it needs to be dead silent for me to read. But honestly, like once I read a page with noise around me, I just block out everything and I'm able to really just zone in on the book. And that's actually when I get some of my best reading done is when it's like the end of the day and he's watching a show and I'm just doing my own thing and we could just like coexist. It's like the best. Um, so that's some of the best times I get like the best reading done. And then when I finish my book, I get to tell him all about it. And even though he like doesn't care, he like acts so engaged to it. So it's really, really great. I'm also really lucky that I live at the beach because the beach is a really great place to read. So I read on the beach and the girls that I go to the beach with, um, they all read on the beach as well. So everyone just reads and then we all talk about our books and then they all lend each other books. It's really, really cute. And I get a lot of book recs from the Stride Girls because we all have very similar taste in books and it's just a really fun group. So that's when I like to read in the morning, um, after work or on the beach those are like my favorite times and then obviously before I go to bed but I only get through like one to three pages it's like a nightcap of reading if you will what has totally changed my whole reading relationship however and experience is the kindle I could not recommend the kindle to anyone Um, I used to worry that it wouldn't feel the same without a paper copy of a book but now that I actually say that out loud I'm realizing that's only because my grandpa has said that in the past to me like I remember when I was well, Kindles have been around for a while and I actually used to have a Kindle. And before I got my Kindle, I think I was in middle school, maybe just going into high school. And I said that I wanted a Kindle for my birthday. And my grandpa was like, you don't need a Kindle because there's nothing like a real book. And I think a lot of people have that mentality and I did too. Um, and I had a Kindle and I don't know where it went. I think I just donated it because I wasn't using it because I wasn't reading for so long. Um, and anyway, that just really stuck with me. So I never had a Kindle. and then. I was just, you know, reading regular books and I had all these paper copies and they would just stack up around my house and they would take up a ton of space. Uh, I would donate them out to people and you obviously like never really get them back, which is fine because like I read it like you take it now. Obviously, I could go to the library, but the problem is like if you want books, you have to go somewhere to get it or you have to order them online. And I'm such an instant gratification girl that if I want to read a book right now, like I want to read a book right now and I don't want to wait three to five days for it. I mean, honestly, it's like Amazon Prime, so it'll get here tomorrow, but I don't even want to wait till tomorrow so it was just getting like inconvenient for me also hardcover books and you know like paperback books they're just more expensive than kindle books um also like I said I like to read in like the early morning so um I would always need like a reading light and even on my couch it's kind of dark my apartment so I would always need like a reading light for that and it was just never the right vibe I couldn't lay down with a real book like I don't know I was just like pushed more and more towards the side of getting a kindle so I eventually was just like let me just get a kindle and it was the best thing I ever did so I got the paper white kindle and I adore it so when I got it I was a little hesitant because I was like, I don't want it to feel like a screen, but honestly, it looks like a page of a book and it feels like a page. Um, I really could not love it more. Um, It looks just like a, sorry, I like have all these notes written down and I just keep getting so excited about what I'm talking about that I'm skipping way ahead of all of my notes and I'm like, hmm, where was I? Where was I? I have the Kindle Paperwhite. It is so amazing. It reads just like a real book. Um, It even feels like a page. Okay, here I am. Um, It also only has access to the Amazon store for books and not the real internet. So there aren't like any notifications that come through. Like I used to read on my iPad pre-Kindle 
And that was really great because it was the whole instant gratification thing. But then my texts were on there, my emails were on there, Instagram was on there, and I couldn't bring it on the beach because you can't really see like a phone or an iPad screen on um, like outside. On my phone, I actually have the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo and I've never finished it because it's on my phone and I just haven't finished on my phone. So I was with my friend the other day and I was asking her, I was like, how does this book end? Like, I'm never going to finish it. Great ending. Did not expect that, but that was awesome. Anyway, um, the books are also much cheaper on the Kindle. So I find that like typically if a hardcover book is like $26 on the Kindle, it's like $12.99. So it was cheaper on the Kindle, which is great. They also have Kindle Unlimited, which I think is like $10 a month. And Okay. I also don't know what it is. I don't remember signing into my Amazon account on my Kindle. So I feel like I'm just buying books for free because I don't even see the charges on my bank account, which is crazy, isn't it? Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The storage on my Kindle is really good. I've never run into an issue with it. So I have a really big lineup of books on my Kindle that I'm waiting to read. And you can also sample books before you um, buy them. You can also do that on Goodreads, but you can sample books before um, on a Kindle before you buy them or not. So like I'll download a lot of samples, read them. And then if I'm hooked, I'll like download the book. And that's a really great way to, you know, like kind of borrow books if you like them before you buy them, which is just awesome. But you can do everything that you could do with a normal book on a Kindle plus some more stuff. Like you can highlight, you can dog ear, um, you can um, like page pages, flag pages, save pages. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Um, you can easily skip to any part of the book. You can see the cover of books. Um, it has a light for early morning and it has a light for um, when it's dark out. It shows perfectly in the daylight, like not like an iPad or a phone, like I was saying. Um, the charge lasts literally forever. It also tells my per- percentages of how much I have left in the book and how much I've read. And I really like that. Um, you can also lay down on your side, which is really important for me. I love like laying down and reading my Kindle. It's just the best. And another thing when I read on the beach is I don't have to worry about the wind like blowing my pages away or anything. I can kind of just like lay lay my head down on my towel and put my Kindle up and just read. It's like the best. Um, so I really, really do love the Kindle. And I ordered it like a Thursday night at 7 p.m. And I got it Friday morning at 7 a.m. It was a 12-hour overnight thing. And the Kindle was there. And it was so easy to set up. I think I was reading in under like 30 minutes. It was just really, really awesome. It's a great gift to give to people. And I love the Kindle Paperwhite. I don't have the Oasis. Um, according to Kenzie, she says that you can just get the Paperwhite. But do your research. And if you feel like the Oasis is better for you, then go for it. But I'm really happy with the paper white and I love, love, love it. The only thing that I wish you could do on a Kindle is share books because once I'm done a book, like, you know, I want other people to be able to read it too. So I would even do like a fee, like a $2 sharing fee or something. Like, I don't know. I just would love to be able to share books. If there's a way to do that, let me know. Cause I don't know of the way right now. Um, but yeah, I would love if you could do that with a Kindle. Oh, also a real book was never the easiest thing to travel with, but a Kindle, I mean, it was fine. Don't get me wrong, but like not the easiest and a Kindle is so easy to travel with. It's so thin. It's so small. It's so tiny. It can fit in any bag and I take it everywhere with me and it's just awesome. I also feel superior when I'm like in a waiting room and I pull out my Kindle. Are you kidding? Better than everyone. So I just really love the Kindle and, um, I just think it's really great. Um, like I said, it only has access to the Amazon store, so you don't get any other notifications. So you're just really just locked into reading your book, and I just, I really, really love it. Tonight. 
tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Okay, let's get into some books that I have read that I could not put down and that have really made me love reading again. All right, here we go. Buckle up, because I have a pretty good list coming your way, and I'll give some descriptions as well i also need to be better at listing the name of the authors i'm so bad at that so i'm really sorry in advance number one we were liars i've talked about this book so many times because it is so good the ending of this book is truly one that i would have never ever guessed and it is so good the prequel to we were liars just came out and i can't wait to read that so i'm very excited um, this also takes place on like a coastal town, like um, I can't remember if it's like lake or island vibes, but anyway, coastal water and just really good nostalgic feel with a crazy ending. It is just beyond good and an ending that like I, tr- I truly did not see coming. Really, really, really good. Um, the second book that I really loved is My Dark Vanessa. And if I'm not mistaken, this was a redhead's book wreck and but I didn't find that out till actually like two days ago which is awesome this book is one of my favorite books of all time Um, I will give a huge trigger warning to it because it's very dark hence my dark Vanessa some people compare it to the all too well song which I don't know I I don't see that but I could not love this book more um, like I said, it's very dark. It's very twisted. Ugh. It's just, you know, you know, it's kind of like when you watch a murder documentary and you watch like a serial killer documentary, you're like, this is dark, this is twisted, but I can't stop. Like, that's what this book is. It's sad. It's tragic. It's beautiful. It's lovey-dovey. It just makes you feel so many things. Like, it's just, it's my dark Vanessa. It's a really, really, really good book. But read it if you can handle it. Um, the book, the next book is Every Summer After. I love Every Summer After. Again, a coastal vibe, um, lake house vibe. And the reason that I love Every Summer After is because it's the mature feeling of The Summer I Turned Pretty. It was just so cute, easy read, very predictable. Like I could literally predict that ending in five seconds. Like as soon as there was any sort of conflict going on, like I knew what was going to happen. So it's predictable, very comfortable. And I loved this book. Could not recommend it enough. It's new, I think. And it's so cute. The Light We Lost. Okay. The Light We Lost is amazing. So a lot of people ask me about Colleen Hoover books. And um, I don't love Colleen Hoover's books. Verity is on this list and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I don't really love Colleen Hoover's books just because I find that they're very similar, which is very contradictory to what I just said, because here I am saying that I love comforting books, that I know what's going to happen in them. But for some reason, Colleen Hoover's books just aren't my favorite. And I feel bad saying it because I know so many people love her books. And I even used to like when I read one or two of her books, I liked them. And then once I read like three or four or five, I'm like, oh, these are actually all the same. 
they tend to have a good plot twist, which I enjoy, but I don't know. I don't know. Like just her writing just isn't really my style and that's totally fine. But anyway, what I'm getting at is that I read The Light We Lost and then I read This Is Us and The Light We Lost is like the mature, beautiful, grown-up story of This Is Us. And they're actually not very similar, but in my mind, because I read them consecutively, they're very similar in my mind. The Light We Lost is just gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's very tragic. It is so sad. It is so romantic. It's so heartwarming. It's so like, it's going to make you feel every feeling that you've ever felt. And it's just beautiful. Like rooting for two people that you want to be together so bad. Oh, it's just gorgeous. Read it. It's, it's, it's so beautifully written. I really, really love that book. You, Me, and the Sea by Meg Donahue. Like I said, this was a very pivotal pivotal book for me. Um, the concept is honestly a little bizarre. I did an episode a while back called Manifest Book Club, and I talk more in depth about this, but essentially like it was just a little bit of a weird concept for me, but it was a book that I wanted to include, and I did enjoy it, and... I was hooked because it was kind of just bizarre, but I don't think the writer meant for it to be bizarre. The author shouldn't mean for it to be bizarre. Like it was supposed to be like this gorgeous little love story. But to me, I'm like, okay, am I the only one that thinks it's kind of weird that like they're in love with each other, but it's like her adopted brother. Like, I don't know. Like they were friends and then adopted. I don't know. It was like kind of weird. That's not a spoiler either. Okay. You later find that out in the beginning of the book. But to me, it was just a little bizarre, but it's fine. Verity. This is where I talk about Coho because Verity is a really, really good book. Um, another trigger warning for this one. It is nothing like Colleen Hoover's other books. And that's why I really, really like this book. It's amazing. And I think she should do another book like this. Um, I'd read it in a heartbeat. Um, it's so good. And oh God, it was like dark though. Like my mom wanted to read it after I was done. And I was like, I don't think like you would like this book just because like some of the stuff that happens, it's centered around a mother and like some of the stuff that happens, like I just like, it was hard for me to read. I can't even imagine what a mother must feel when they read that stuff. So I was like, mom, I honestly don't know if you're going to like it, but I loved how the book end. Um, God, it was so good. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to, but it was just gorgeous. Great book, really great writing. And I was immediately hooked. Really, really great book. Loved Verity. The Silent Patient was another fantastic book. Um, this one was so twisted and an ending that had a lot of twists and turns and then towards the end became more predictable. Like the author was really guiding you to the ending, which was nice. But in the beginning of the book, it's not what I imagined the ending of the book to be like, if that makes any sense. Um, it was definitely a great book. Would definitely recommend it. I love The Silent Patient. The Last Mrs. Parish. That was a good book. Um, I felt like it was a little slow in the middle, but now that I'm like reflecting on the book, I really, really did like it. I thought it was very good. And I actually think about it a lot because the theme of that book comes up in a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies. And I always think about the book. And I think that's a really great testament of how good a book was. And sometimes like immediately after you're done a book, you have maybe high expectations and then they don't really meet that expectation. So you think it's like a worse book than it is. And then you reflect a couple months later, you're like, actually, that was a good book. That was me with The Last Mrs. Parish. When I was reading it, I was like, you know what? It's pretty good. But like I was expecting more more. And now I'm like, that was actually a really good book. Okay. So I really, really loved The Last Miss Parish. Then She Was Gone. Um, this one's by Lisa Jewell. I remember the author. 
Um, this one was really good, especially because there was one point where I thought a plot twist was going to be something and it was something entirely different. And that I really, really like definitely more of a thriller also mixed with kind of like a romance and it was really good. It was creepy. It was crawly. It was really good. Um, the next one is 19 minutes by Jodi Picolot. I never say her last name, right? Um, I will give a trigger warning to this one because it's very sensitive. What's what's going on in today's day and age. Um, it's about a school shooting and this was written in 1990. It was in the nineties. I think that this book was written either the nineties or the early two thousands. And I know a lot of people have to read this in school. Like I posted this and so many kids, kids, so many people swiped up and were like, Oh, I read this in school. So I know that some schools make people read this book. Um, so I will just give a trigger warning. It's definitely dark. It's definitely like, I don't think I could read it now if I'm being honest. Um, just because ugh, I can't even get into that conversation. I don't think I could read it now, but if you're okay with reading that, it is a great book. It's a great story. It's incredibly sad, but the writing of it is really beautiful. And, um, it's, it's a good book nonetheless. 28 Summers, um, these are all Helene, Helene Hildebrand, Ellen Hildebrand. I don't know. 28 Summers, The Beach Club and Winter in Paradise. I really love Helene Hildebrand period. Um, but I just love her books because they are all based, um, by the water in some point, either like St. Thomas. I mean, she's known for like writing in Nantucket and, um, I just really like her books. I think they're so cute and they're easy and they're comfortable and oh, they're just, they're perfect. I really, really like them. She always has a great way of having different stories and different characters, but in a very familiar, comfortable setting. And as someone that lives in a beach town over the summer, I really appreciate that she uses the actual towns and restaurants and beach culture. Um, I just think it's really cute. And like, if I could write a book about Sea Isle, I totally would. Um, so I think it's really, really cute. Another book that I really like is The Glass Hotel. That book was interesting because it was kind of boring and nothing really happened in it. But it was interesting because there was a lot to do about money, Ponzi schemes, wealth, and business. And But it was in like a fiction setting. And I just really enjoyed it. That's where I learned what a Ponzi scheme was. Um, and it was also just interesting to hear a take on wealth in a fiction book. Um, it was a comfortable way to hear the conversation of money. And it was an interesting viewpoint of money. And there's, there's one thing that was said in the book that I think about all the time. And it was that wealth is its own country that you can travel to anywhere in the world. But if you're wealthy, every country is going to feel the same to some extent, penthouse, beautiful views, amazing dinners, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I never thought about it that way, but it was very interesting, very cool. And I just really liked that book, the glass hotel. Um, another one that I really liked was park Avenue summer. That book was really amazing. That was a Katie Blotty wreck. Park Avenue Summer was like the book form of The Devil Wears Prada. It was so cute and it was so empowering to read. Like as I was reading that, I felt like I learned a lot about how to be a leader, how to be a boss and how to, you know, have a firm stance in things, even if you're a woman in business. I really, really loved that book. And again, it was in a fiction setting. So it wasn't like a how to help kind of book, um, but it was just really empowering and fun to read. I loved it. And then the last book that I recommend is Whispers and Roars. This book is so interesting because there are no spoilers online anywhere and you will not catch one from me either, but there are no spoilers online because the author very specifically says like, please do not write any sort of review that will spoil this book. So I don't want to say anything, but this book was incredible and it's not talked about enough. And I really, really 
really enjoyed it. And it was a twist that isn't even like a twist, but it is. But it's a plot that I just never saw coming. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I could not recommend it more. Whispers and Roars. It's a short book. You'll probably get through it in like a day or two. Same with Verity. Short book. You'll get through it in a day or two. Amazing. So those are the books that I recommend. We Were Liars, My Dark Vanessa, Every Summer After, The Light We Lost, You, Me, and the Sea, Verity, The Silent Patient, Then She Was Gone, The Last Mrs. Parish, 19 Minutes, 28 Summers, The Beach Club, Winter in Paradise Series, Glass Hotel, Park Avenue Summer, and Whispers and Roars. Did you get all that? I also just want to say, finishing a book is like the most triumphant feeling in the world. When I finish a book, I feel like I've accomplished so much. Like I am on top of the world. I remember after I read We Were Liars, um, I was living with, um, I had a roommate at the time and I like went downstairs into her room and I was like, I have to tell you about this book. And she was such a good sport just listening to me talk about this book. She clearly did not care, but she was just like, go ahead, like tell me more. And I'm like, you're so nice for this, like listening to me. Um, and that was just like so crazy. Like I love finishing a book and just having to talk about it. Um, oh my God, it's like awesome. So yeah, that's my book reading episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. This was, um, I thought this was going to be a short episode, but here we are almost an hour in not a short episode. Guys, if you have any tips for getting back into reading, what to read reading routines, I would love to hear it. Um, I guess I don't really have anywhere for you guys to post that. So DM it to me and I'll put it on my story and then we can all chat. Um, but guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, reading in the summer is so elite. I mean, it's always elite, but like in the summertime, it's such a great time to read books. So definitely get into reading this summer. I'd love to know what you guys are reading. I would love to know some of your favorite books, some of your tips for getting into reading and your reading routines, anything at all about the sort of reading I would love to hear about. So guys, thank you so much. Have an amazing Monday. I'll talk to you guys all next Monday. And be on the lookout for the manifest planners that are dropping August 1st digitally. Bye, guys.